0: Many of us don't realize that how we approach and interact with the world around us is predictable. This predictability is based on thousands of patterns and habits that we've developed through our experiences as we move through life. This podcast, Life on Your Terms by Jambar, looks into traditional and cutting edge science of the mind to help you uncover how you can make meaningful change at work, at play, and at home. Groupthink, the psychological phenomenon that shows why everyday meetings often lead to bad decision-making and the possible connection to NASA's worst space disaster.
1: Hello everyone, this is Barbara and James.
0: Hi guys, good to speak to you.
1: And today we are going to talk about Groupthink. So, groupthink, as a definition that we found, is a psychological phenomenon that occurs within a group of people in which the desire for harmony or conformity in the group results into an irrational or dysfunctional decision making outcome.
0: I'd like to go back to the origins. So, this was actually um, put together by a chap called Irving Janis in 1972 in response to what he'd kind of discovered was a lot of Small, high-powered political groups making bad decisions when they were isolated by themselves—just four or four or five people that were influencers—and had an opportunity to to make decisions that could uh, could have big outcomes. So, a couple of things that he looked at was uh, what happened. Like, why did America go to Vietnam? Why did it go to Iraq? Uh, what happened with the Watergate cover-up? Like, how did that become a thing? Like, why is it that several people sat in a room and thought that that was a good idea?
1: Well, we have all been uh, in the workplace into these meetings where you have maybe one leader sharing his opinion and his idea, mm-hmm. and the rest of the room just are consenting to that without really saying much, or just because it's you know the easier way to come to a solution, everybody goes with that one.
0: Especially if it's the leader, right? Because the leader is the person that's going to make the ultimate decision anyway. So if that person's got a thought...
1: Yes, and and always with his presence also influence the opinion of the people that are maybe a bit more introvert and they they fear to be judged or be confronted for the idea that that they share with the rest of the team. So it basically comes from a sense of insecurity in the employees, I believe. Okay, so we were mentioning about the risk that um, groupthink can bring to, and uh, to me, it limits creativity in the group and the, in the company, uh, can bring to poor decision-making and uh, inefficient problem-solving. And we have a clear example from the example of the Challenger tragedy for the Columbia disaster. Can okay. mention about that?
0: Okay. Um. Well yeah I mean it's essentially a lot of research was done and, and it boils down to that uh, in 2003 the Challenger ship was, uh, was launched in cold weather and it boiled down to some o-rings within some of the fuel compartments that wouldn't function properly in cold weather which ultimately led to the ship exploding mm-hmm. um, and I, I believe the debate at the time was this kind of go no go launch don't launch and the huge pressure that the team was off under to launch the vessel at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Compared to maybe some engineers coming to them and saying, look, we're a bit worried that if you launch uh, these O-rings might not hold up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we saw how, you know, in the meetings, basically the engineer expressed their concern about launching and um, they were not really heard. Um, so the pressure of launching and the cost and the time involved into that brought to a unanimous consensus or then launching the missile
0: yeah and and pressure is one of the three things that that can create a situation where group think can become a thing um, it tends to occur in situations where you have similarity in the people in the yeah. room so yeah. there isn't that much diversity there so they're, they're likely to want to agree anyway Also situations where there was a lot of pressure to act to make a decision to move forward and if you look at the Challenger Spaceship there would have been a huge amount of pressure to launch within the launch window that they were given at the time. Um, And then lastly also if there is a very particularly charismatic or strong leader um, that is a huge influencer that can basically just influence the room with only his thought which is fine if he's having good thoughts and good ideas but if his decision making process is flawed and he's coming up with a bad idea, what process is in place to stop that idea being carried out purely because he's the influencer in the room?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So looking at the, um, at the nowadays, like what can we do to avoid groupthink? And um, practically, I think there are a series of steps that um, we have learned, and uh, James and I apply almost every day in business as well. So one of the first step is really when you have this group of people, and it's important to have people that are coming from different perspectives. So a diversified group of people with different profiles, so you may have more creative people, more analytical people, because that variety really brings um, a lot of benefits to the you know sharing of opinion in the group. So it's, the first step is to ask individually um, to maybe write down, especially in Asia, rather than speak out loud, write down, your individual ideas and uh, if people are a bit worried about speaking up and sharing their idea after that in the meeting there are often tools like Poll Everywhere where people can basically use a polling tool or app to submit their own ideas and it stays anonymous
0: yeah submit them anonymously so so the point is often in meetings if you can write your ideas down in private and have a couple of minutes thought to yourself first before you're influenced by other people and normally the louder people in the group, normally their thoughts which influence everybody else in the room. So take a couple of minutes in the meeting to write down everybody's thoughts individually first, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Second point is if you are the leader, allow the people in your group to speak first. And this one comes from a very amazing lesson I learned from Simon Sinek, which which is always saying a leader speak last. So allows the team, allow the team to first speak, because whatever you say has a huge influence in the people um, in the group, and then the people you are with. Also, even to come to the point that allow to have meetings where you are not present. And really, James and I try that, and people really share many more ideas. They They feel free to speak. And not because we impose on them, but just because the boss is not there they feel more um, comfortable to share their own ideas.
0: Yeah, the, the, vocal, the vocal levels in the meeting room seem to go up instantly as soon as we leave, right? Like you feel that the group feels more relaxed and they can share their opinions more easily among their peers. So as long as you have a representative in the room that's taking notes or that can feedback the information afterwards, uh, then that's a great way to get the group to feel more comfortable to, to speak out, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Something else that um, I was looking at in my one as well was um, allocate somebody in the room to be devil's advocate. So this is somebody that is going to just play off the what if scenarios. Um, Because sometimes some of the best ideas don't have somebody that naturally wants to take the other side. But if you do have somebody that's willing to look at what that other opinion is... And that's their job. Their job in the meeting is to do that. It gives them the authority to speak out against what people say, but without other people taking it personally, right? It's like, oh, they're the devil's advocate in this meeting. So it's okay that they can have a different opinion to me. Rather than, oh, this person always has a different opinion to me and then it starts getting taken more personally. So you can actually allocate someone specifically or a pair of people if you want to to play the devil's advocate role.
1: Yeah, and make sure that everybody knows that they're playing that role, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. definitely.
1: Good. Now, we are at the point in which everybody has shared their ideas and we need to streamline and, and be able to now differentiate what ideas are valid and what are not. So it's very important now to have a, a validation system that um, reject ideas that are not applicable, or maybe they are not sounds enough, and then extract those ideas that may have a success. So in NLP, we have a system that is called the Disney model, the Disney model. and uh, we basically analyze the idea from a dreamer perspective, where you allow a lot of creativity, Uh, from the realistic perspective when you can challenge if it's really realistic to implement it and from a critic perspective when you challenge the idea with possible um issues or possible hurdles so
0: so the disney planning process is if you have an idea that's come up in a meeting and you actually want to further analyze this to see if it's a goer if it's something that's actually a good idea or if it's just an idea that's not practical Um, So the Disney planning process is a fantastic way to do that. Mm -hmm. It does take a little bit of time, though, right? You know, you probably need half an hour to 40 minutes to do a Disney planning process properly.
1: And if you're interested to know more about that, James and I can plan a podcast about it. Uh, We can really go through how the process works. It's one of the most valuable NLP tools that I apply several times for in coaching. Um, Exactly for that, for... Validating an idea and and making sure that that idea is valid and sound.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So another thing to do is to seek expert opinions that are external to your current group. So GroupThink talks about a small internal group of influencers that um, that make bad decisions right so if you can invite experts or other people from other departments into your meetings to just give you another opinion that's going to widen the gene pool of ideas within the group and you're more likely to catch bad decisions before they're made as well so whether it's an expert or, or a friend or you could even maybe if you've got some trusted friends go and talk to them about it and then come back afterwards um, with a a fresh outlook given by the people uh, that are outside to your general opinion
1: yeah and um, so to summarize again um, the various steps that we can apply to avoid group thinking are allow participants to express individually their own opinion um, have the leader to speak last or even be absent from the meeting and then have a um, critical person in the team in to act as a yeah
0: to act as the devil's advocate
1: that's right and uh, analyze the idea with a validation system and we mentioned the disney model and then also see for an outside opinion it's very good to have an objective opinion when you are so involved emotionally into a decision or an idea having the outside opinion is very important as well
0: yeah and groupthink is the phenomenon that brings small groups of people to make bad decisions. So what we've just said are various ways that you can expand how many people are involved in the process, seek outside opinion um, and get people to speak up and um, voice more of their opinions so you're more likely to make a better decision and avoid that. Just uh, moving on from that, because I know some of you out there might be thinking, well, you know, not everything can be a consensus. No, we can't seek everybody's opinion on every situation. You'd never get stuff done, especially in business. And that's true. Decisions do need to be made. And the opposite of groupthink is actually deadlock, right? Where you have a group of people and everybody's got different thoughts and decisions and nobody can make an ultimate decision and nothing goes forward. So... It, for me, it's, it's about balance, it's about recognizing that there is, especially in Asia, a risk where one voice will dictate what everybody else um, has to do, that people don't speak up as much as they could, um, and what are some of the strategical ways what's, that you can have a clear decision-making process that allows other people's voices to speak up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Good. So guys, if you've got any thoughts about GroupThink, if you've ever seen it in your company, if you'd like to kind of write some notes or or like to find out a little bit more, you know, we'd love to hear some of your ideas and experiences where you've seen GroupThink in the past. And uh, let us know if any of these pointers help you guys avoid that in the future.
1: Thank you very much. And I'll see you next time.
0: Thanks, guys. Bye for now.